Welcome to Tales from Baja. We are in Primo Tapia, which is in northern Baja, near Rosarito, uh, not too far from the San Diego-Tijuana border. And we're, we're in the hillsides of Primo Tapia. I would say maybe 10 minutes from the, the coastline. And we have some awesome guests today. We're here at a rescue. It's called Pretty Horses Rescue. And we're here with the founder, Crystal, and, uh, and also Megan from Las Tejanas. Welcome. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. How we're are so you guys excited. doing today? Good, good. Awesome. So we, uh, part of the, uh, the fun of doing this podcast is we get to visit and meet some awesome people and visit some, some great areas around Baja, California. And I think part of the adventure for us was just driving here. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, you know, we're going through dirt roads and climbing up the hillside. And, and here we are at your ranch, which is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get into um, the, the ranch itself and all the great work that you're doing here, um, talk to us about where you're from and what brought you to Baja, California. Well, I was born and raised. In, hey, now I see that accent. <laughs> in uh, the hillside of Texas, so outside Austin, about an hour, and a little beautiful town called Wimberley. Awesome. And what brought you to Mexico, or did you come straight to Mexico? How'd you no. How'd you land here? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I graduated high school early, and I had some grandparents living out in Orange County. So my big thing was like I just wanted to get out of the small town. I wanted to travel. I wanted to learn how to surf. So I uh, literally packed up my car and I drove out to California and I lived with my grandparents for a little while and shortly after I moved my horse out with me. Um, I've had my horse bear since I was nine, so he's like the other half of me. Um, and I enjoyed Orange County, but I got invited down to Baja on a surf trip and I came down here and I just, I fell in love. You know, it came down to this kind of area, the Primo Tapia, Puerto Nuevo area. The beach town's small. There's one stop sign in town. Mm -hmm. There's a huge um, expat community. So you kind of just feel like you're on an extension of California. You know, you don't really need to even speak Spanish to get around down here. And I just fell in love. And so I made a habit to come down every weekend. And that was over 12 years ago. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you came down 12 years ago and... Today, you have this unbelievable ranch that houses how many animals? I can't. It, I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have horses, we have dogs, we have pigs, we have macaws, uh, chickens? Chickens, we yeah. Have we have chickens. chickens. What else am I missing? Um, I think that's about goats, ponies. Goats, ponies. She had possums before I got here. I'm really bummed oh. that they weren't here. <laughs> yeah, we did release them. They may come back. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, we, we take in just about anything and everything. We don't really focus too much on the dogs and cats because there are so many wonderful rescues here. And most of those animals right. can be fostered in a normal home. So we kind of focus more on like the farm animals or the large animals that need a little bit more space. So yeah. So the... The rescue is called Pretty Horses Rescue. Yes, sir. You can find it at prettyhorsesrescue.org or on Instagram at Pretty Horses Rescue. Um, a lot of cool pictures. One of the really cool pictures that you'll see on, on there is uh, a bunch of little puppies that um, 
happen to be on the uh, ranch yeah now. periodically we have uh, we'll take in a mom and puppies because we do have the space to house them uh, the puppies that are here today were rescued two weeks ago by a great group of people down here um, and we get the privilege of playing with the puppies uh, they will be available for adoption once they are old enough they have all their shots they'll be spay and neutered and we just got our partner with Petco and PetSmart to be able to do adoption nice. events with them in San Diego. So we're really excited. Cool, cool. What's that like to um, bring dogs up to the U.S.? Is, it, is there a lot of paperwork that goes through? You have to go through to, to do something like that? Well, you know, uh, we have to get the rabies shots done, so they have to be of age. Uh, Petco and PetSmart do require that the animals are spay and neutered to reduce the population of, of unwanted dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. um, and we also make sure that they're chipped, so that way if they do get lost or anything like that, that they will be able to be recovered. Um, so there is some paperwork involved um, in taking them across the border. You know, you can't just load up a whole truckload. <laughs> you have to be sure. kind of reasonable about how many you can take across. So it usually takes a team of people like to split up the dogs in several different cars to, to cross to the States. So when you started uh, Pretty Horses Rescue, it wasn't necessarily about dogs at that time. It, it was about horses and your love for horses. Can you talk to us of how you kind of started the nonprofit and and where you are today absolutely I think that it's fair to say that I have a love for all animals so mm -hmm. it's easy for me to kind of my heart goes out to anything that's in need um, I grew up with horses and they've always been I don't know I guess you could say my escape from whatever mm. whether it's just to go run up in the hills or just to be around them there's such a calming um, energy around horses and I just admire them so much to me they're just so majestic and so I came down here one of my first trips down here um, unfortunately I seen a horse that was hit um, on the road down here and it was heartbreaking of course and then just nobody showed up to put the horse down or to end its suffering or anything like that and it really struck me really just to my core I just I didn't understand that you know and so much my, my travels down here more and more, I kind of got to understand the way things work down here. There's not really animal control down here. There's not somebody that's going to come out and be able to, to put that horse down. And so kind of in a roundabout way, I wanted to do something more for, for the horses down here. You know, I was 19 when I started coming down here, so I had the energy to, and, and I didn't make it my goal that I was going to come to Mexico and start this horse rescue and mm -hmm. do all this kind of stuff. But it, it developed very organically. And um, I was driving by, heading down to on a surf trip, and I found this horse in horrible condition. She had a baby nursing. And there was a sign that said horses for rents for beach rides. And it, again, just blew my mind i was like what like this horse can barely even walk and carry her own weight let alone mm -hmm. feed her her baby so i went into town i bought a bale of hay i had to figure out how to say a bale of hay because mm. <laughs> i don't speak <laughs> spanish um i bought a bunch of water i went back to the property i just walked on the property and started filling up containers for water for the horses and started feeding them and there was about four other horses in the pasture um, and this horse in particular that my heart went out to was a little black and white paint and she was in such bad shape she wouldn't even come over to drink she wouldn't even eat the food I was trying to give her she had just given up and it just 
I couldn't believe that, you know, like how could all these people drive by and see this and no one does anything? And so I went back later that evening and tried to get her to eat again. And then I went back the next morning and she whinnied at me. <laughs> mm. And that was it. I, I was done for. And I knew I had to do whatever I could to, to get that horse out of the situation. I didn't know if I was going to have her for a week and she was going to pass away due to her condition. You know, at, at being around horses and rescuing animals in Texas, we always had, you know, baby deer, different things like that. So I had experience around animals, but never anything in this condition. She was literally skin and bones and horrible hoofs and just, I mean, everything you could imagine. And so the guy comes out and he's like, oh, you want to rent my horses for a ride on the beach? And I was like, And, you know, he was a nice guy. And a big thing about being in another country is I don't want to come off as a loud, obnoxious American that has to have everything done my way. Yeah, um, I love Mexico. I love the people here in Mexico. And most of the people are happy literally to share their last tortilla with you or the mm -hmm. dog that they have at their home. Um, and not everybody can take care of horses. They're very expensive, even here in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And the guy was very nice and just explained to me, you know, how the, the tourism industry had slowed down and he just didn't have the means to take care of them. And he was just trying to do what he could do. He didn't own the horses and this, that, and the other. So he was um, very kind, and he let me go into town and buy some more food for all the horses. He helped me fill up all the waters and things like that. And um, then I said, well, I have to buy her, and she, has, she can't be living like this. And the other horses were in better shape, and so I eventually, um, it took me about two weeks of negotiating, and I bought her and her son, and after I bought them, I was like, well, I need a place to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> So I jumped in my Jeep and I just started driving down dirt roads. And again, I barely spoke any Spanish then. And being from Texas, we have our own version of <laughs> Spanish anyways. <laughs> so um, I just driving down and I found this beautiful ranch and I got onto the property and I was like, uh, disculpe, tenía personas habla inglés? And the guy's like, yeah, I, I speak English. I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so I told him I had just bought this horse and I needed a place to keep it. And his name was Adrian. And, and he's like, okay. And I was like, so do you board horses here? And he's like, well, no. And I said, okay. And I said, well, can I pay you to take care of my horse? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, how much do you charge? I don't know. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> another negotiation, <laughs> another two-week negotiation. Yeah, and he was just a man of very few words. Well, come to find out, they have one of the larger ranches in the area. They had about 1,500 acres, and they don't board horses down here. They just turn the horses loose out in the hills, you know? So they're just yeah. like, oh, okay. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to go back and get the horse. And he said, are you the, the Texan that bought the horses down the road? And, you know, they're on a main road, so everybody mm. knew these horses. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I bought them. And he's like... And you could see the wheels spinning in his head, like either she's crazy yeah. or she's got a big heart or whatever, but either way. <laughs> so the guy I'd bought the horses from, I didn't have a trailer. And uh, I said, oh, can you get me a trailer, this, that, and the other? And we're going to load up the horses and take them over to this place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I had to, still had only been in Mexico for like eight months. So, oh of course, yes, 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 yes. And I'm, mm -hmm. are they coming? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Five hours later, there's still no trailer. So it's getting dark. I was like, okay, well, I bought these horses. I have a place to take them. I'm walking. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In flip-flops. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. god. So I walked them five miles to their new home, wow. which does not sound like that big of a deal. 
but we still have Mrs. Bones here at the ranch, and she is still the ho slowest horse you will ever meet in your oh life. <laughs> we call her the energy saver. So back then, I thought it was just because she was in such horrible shape, but like, yeah, she's she's just a slow, easygoing horse. So it was a very long walk. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now the the place that you brought the horses. It's not where we are today, correct? Correct. Um, that place really gave me the stability to let the rescue grow and let me get my feet here in Mexico. That family was just amazing to me. They really took me under their wing. Um, they helped me with so many things. Um, unfortunately, that man's um, Parkinson's began to get to the point where he needed full care in the States. So uh, they had to move back to the States. And they let me know, you know, hey, we're going to be moving within a year. And at that time, um, I'd been there for about five years. Wow. And um, I had about 12 horses. Oh so I was kind of ready for my own place, too. Mm -hmm. I was renting a corral from them. Um, but like I said, I didn't come down here with the intention to start the rescue, but it was just developing and snowballing. Oh there gosh. was a ton of support from the community down here, from the expats to the locals. And so it was really neat to kind of have that momentum behind me. So again, I hopped in my Jeep and I started driving out to some of the places that I had known and I had been to on horseback. And I found the location that we're at today. So when I uh, found the man that owns the property, there was nothing on this property. We leased it. There was nothing here. And so um, we've built everything here. Uh, we've got stalls, tack room, hay barn, and now a little house as well. It's from my perspective, it's it's really amazing. It, it's a very cool place to drive up to. Um, and talking to your husband earlier, he kind of gave me the rundown of what you've done over the last few years. And it's, it's really amazing. And um, you can see a bunch of photos of the ranch at prettyhorsesrescue.org. We'll post them uh, on Tales from Baja as well on Instagram and Facebook and all that. But you've done an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah. So there's it, it, it's got to be fairly expensive to to put, you know, this type of an operation together, this this size of a nonprofit with 30 horses and 50, 50, <laughs> sorry, 30, 50. I'm sorry, 50 horses. And, and how many dogs are there? Animals, yes. Well, 20-ish, 20-ish, yeah, 20-ish dogs and, and, and the pigs animals. and all the other animals. Um, and I'm, I know you guys do some, some fundraising and, um, Megan's here, uh, from Las Tejanas and it sounds like about a year ago you decided to kind of start an event side to help, you know, with, uh, she already the had her fundraisers or, I mean, this, the 12th anniversary party is this summer, July 6th, first oh, Saturday. Wow of July. Um, and then the chili cook-off in November, this year it's going to be on the 2nd. Uh, those are established events. So more so kind of selling the ranch as a venue for mm. events. Um, and then also helping with the nonprofit events as well. Um, so yeah, I kind of came down here on a whim. Um, I had never been to California. Where, where'd you come from? Wimberley. So Crystal and I have known each other since kindergarten. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just like two or three years then, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just, you know, getting our training wheels. Um, so, yeah, I visited on a whim, and I picked San Diego. There was multiple cities in California. The, the flights were really cheap, and I picked San Diego because it was right on the border. And uh, via Facebook, Crystal's like, hey, girl, 
uh, I'm really close by. Uh, we like, hadn't seen each other since eighth grade. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So this is all social media connection. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And my uh, me being a ding dong, I had got an Airbnb by myself in TJ, and people were like, um, no. And Crystal's like, just come a little further, a little farther south. And I came, and I was moved to tears by what she's done and uh, came back. Uh, about eight months later with my mom and that's really when me and crystal started talking like man we really together we could do some cool stuff and now i live here it's funny so, how things work out i, I love the story that you were moved <clears throat> to tears when you got here when yeah. you were back in texas and you guys were communicating via social media what did you think of your friend megan living in northern baja or uh yeah. well crystal crystal sorry <laughs> oh you know like yeehaw she rides horses i don't know like even <laughs> Not all Texans ride horses. This is new to me. Um, so it wasn't until I was here that it was just, wow. I mean, the scenery's stunning, and Crystal has a huge heart, obviously. And I wanted to say, you know, she loves all animals, and that includes humans. Like, there's, she, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, you're wrangling. There's a, there's a lot a lot of moving parts to the ranch. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she's... It was just special. It was very special. And it was if I had an opportunity to be a part of it, I wanted to be. Oh. How many um, how many people do you have that 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 actually help you humans <laughs> that 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 help you on a daily basis? Well, kind of going back a little bit what you're asking about, Dominic, about how much it costs really to run this place. So I don't take a, a pay check. Um, that's a labor of love for me. Wow. So I've always found other means to be able to provide for myself in order to keep this up and running. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I got married two and a half years ago, and he's like, you know what? This is your full-time job, your passion. I'll support you financially, and you can continue doing what it is that you do. So wow. he's um, very supportive, not mm -hmm. only materially, and, and whether it is helping me rescue a horse or train a horse or different things like that. Uh, with that being said, we have two full-time employees um, mm. that we pay. Uh, they're amazing, Yvonne and Ramon. They're mm. like family for us. As anybody that lives down in Mexico long enough knows, it's a very tight-knit uh, community down here. Right. Um, and then we have an amazing group of volunteers that are that are involved. And so whether it's like Megan who came down and helped take over the Tex-Mex chili cook-off in November and helped organize everything, mm. or uh, we have other volunteers that come out and help us with our horseback ridings, um, or like we'll be doing the Lakeside Rodeo in California. Oh, nice. um, April 26th through 28th. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's all volunteers that help all of everything else get going and, and keep moving. We have volunteers that come out and they'll scrub down all the water buckets and wash all the horses and clean all the tack to uh, cleaning the stalls, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. we wouldn't be able to have this place up and running the way it is without our volunteers. Um, it oh. costs minimum around 500 US dollars a day for wow. this place to run. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, did we talk about the other animals that you have rescued? I mean, we talked, we, I think we discussed the 50 horses, and let's talk about the, the birds, too. So, um, Which you could probably hear. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you, 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 you guys can hear the... They've uh, been making out the whole time. Yeah. I've been watching them. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them a, little, a few peanuts to keep them kind of quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, so... When we got the new ranch where we're currently at, it gave us the, the ability to take in more of the large 
animals like we were kind of talking about there was a trend there for a while with pot belly pigs everybody was buying them on the street they were super cute and then they turned into a pig and they're big animals and <laughs> they're great we love our pigs here we've got hans franz they're brothers we've got truffles and who's who's this over friendly. your left left this shoulder Ruder. Oh, i can't say i have cute. a favorite pig but i do have a favorite <laughs> pig uh he's actually a hog um he's super sweet he'll sit and lay down for a cookie and he'll come when you call his name and wow. he's like such a big baby and he's for those cute. who can't see he has amazing hair yes <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah. platinum blonde yeah. and like wavy it's like beach yeah. waves yes <laughs> yes yes absolutely um and ruder shares a home with our macaws so we have four macaws here um they came from a personal home down here a lady who can no longer um care for for them and herself mm -hmm. um and we took them in some of the macaws had been handled and were really friendly and some had not so the ones that were easy to be handled got adopted fairly quick mm -hmm. and so we took the ones that were either you know younger or just a little bit um I mean, macaws are very loud right. so you know if you live in a condo or something like that you're not gonna be able to, to adopt one of these beautiful birds um and I hadn't had birds prior, so I relied on calling around to other rescues in the States, asking them a bunch of questions. Um, my big thing, whether it's my pigs, my dogs, my horses, my ducks, whatever it is that here is here at the ranch, is really trying to create and have them live in their natural habitat. Mm. So you'll notice we do have stalls, but all of our horses are in a pasture, so they get to run and play and socialize with each other. Same with the dogs, as well as the birds. So we wanted them to be able to fly, so we built this big, huge um, yeah. cage for them. They've mm -hmm. got to learn how to fly. Um, they were bald when yeah, they first got here. You know what I love about the macaws, your macaws in particular? is that we have an audience for this podcast. <laughs> they're just, they're hanging on every word. They're just they're sitting riveting. there about yeah. five or more, six Crystal. feet from us. Yeah. <laughs> Where are those peanuts at? Yeah, it's so awesome. It's so fun to do this podcast here at the ranch because we've got Coda, who jumped right up on the table right before we started. I know. You're hearing me talk about you. And Coda hasn't left since. And yeah. Coda's <laughs> a brat, just oh. for the record. Did you, don't you, Cover your ears. <laughs> cover your ears. He's also a very floppy dog. He just, he's like, he's like uh, gummy. Her gummy. Yeah. gummy. Yeah. It's so fun because there's just so many animals running around. It's just, it, it, it's so awesome. So the view here is amazing and um you know it's it's march so it's so green on the hillsides i heard someone at this table got married at this ranch is that correct yes and and so like was that kind of the the birth of hey we should do other events like this at the ranch was that megan I, uh, I think it was a couple margaritas and we were in a really nice pool and we're like, let's do this. And nice. then like sobered up. We're like, no, let's really do this. Um, and high five. We've booked our first wedding for nice. Las Tejanas events. Um, Great. And the wonderful thing is Crystal has, she's a pillar in this community. She has a very large following that she's built up over the years. And again, it's a not necessarily an emotional experience, but it's it's a meaningful experience so of course. this couple had been here before and um we got in contact with our hometown paper and they did a little article on us and so once we shared that on social media 
people that had been here before were like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, go. It's open to Yeah, And so I think with Las Tejanas events, we want that, like, southern hospitality, that warmth and that welcoming vibe and kind of laid back. I mean, we're on a ranch. We're on an animal rescue ranch. So a certain kind of clientele we want to appeal to. And, I mean, we can offer various types of events but again we want those brides that want to hang out with puppies or have their guests wander the stalls and feed the the horses cookies things like that or have a pot belly pig come up to the yeah, just take your dinner yeah right we're thinking about training Ruder to be the ring bearer totally. oh my gosh that would be amazing that that would be amazing but i call it the ranch in the sky because i mean it's just it's epic it's, it's absolutely really beautiful. beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Like you know, the fact that we're here, we're 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 in the you know we're we're conducting a, a podcast. There's a puppy right now. Puppy uh, on, yeah, there's puppy. There Dominic is taking a, a, a selfie with a puppy who <laughs> actually was just rescued with um, a mama and her pups. Right. Um, uh, I was going to ask you. Speaking of the the the, the adoption events, um, how. Uh, do these the, the animals? Do you do they go to San Diego? How how can somebody rescue and you know go on the website, look at the dogs, the, the, the animals that are up for adoption? How does that work? So I'll start with the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, we down here we we have a few different things. One we we do have some horses available for adoption. When we rescue a horse, we're not rescuing it with the attention, the intention, excuse me, of, of flipping it or find, you know, uh, selling it or getting rid of it. When we rescue a horse, it's the mindset of you or mine forever until something better comes for you. And that's kind of the I mindset that. we try to have with all of the animals here. Um, we have, I've rescued in 12 years, almost a hundred horses. Wow. And she has to pay for these animals. It's not like getting a dog off the side of the road or oh, I can't take care of this dog. Can you take it? it? They're still worth money even if they're on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. So wow. she, she pays to rescue these animals. Yeah, wow. Anywhere from like five to 800 US dollars because wow. the slaughterhouses, that's what they'll give down here. Mm. So it depends on the price per kilo. Wait, are the, the, wait. Do, do, are there horses in slaughterhouses? Mm-hmm. What, what are they? Why are they? For what do they slaughter them for? So when the United States shut down the slaughterhouses, which um, is heartbreaking. However, there are rules and regulations and how those things are ran. Mm-hmm. Everything got pushed north to Canada or south to here in Mexico. So it's not like it ended it. Unfortunately, it just. Canada still has rules and regulations yeah. with their slaughterhouses up there, but here in Mexico, they don't. So um, we try to do as much as we can, but mm-hmm. obviously we are donation-based, so it just depends on how much we can absorb and take in and be able to, to maintain as well. Um, and so the, the horses that are sent to slaughter down here they're used for everything. The mane and tail used for paint brushes. The meat is um, exported um, usually to China, Europe, different areas like that. Um, some countries are cracking oh. down and not buying the meat here in Mexico yeah. because it's not regulated. Right. Um, and this isn't anything I'm making up. You can Google it. Wow, and Research right. it all you'd like. I guess I'm so naive that I didn't know that 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 this was, you know, especially with with horses. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, you don't go down here and get like a taco de caballo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a common meat that they use down here. Right, they don't band really, name. Yeah, yeah, it's mainly exported. So. Yeah. 
yeah i mean he just it's one of, the, one of those things we just don't really think about right um kind of thing and so um so yeah that's usually kind of where they base their line on right. how much they want for their horses and again kind of like i was saying earlier there's there is animal control in mexico but it's not like the states right so um a lot of times people say, well, just go steal the horse or just, uh, you know, no. Yeah. <laughs> Horses oh. are considered like vehicles down here. Yeah. Um, they're they're very expensive, you right. know. Uh, they take a lot to maintain. And, uh, you know, most people aren't going to just give, give them up even if they're in bad shape. So we've rescued some horses, you know, and we've had them pass away once they've got here. Hmm. Um, so it's always difficult. Um you know, you have to kind of unfortunately pick and choose, which mm -hmm. is really, really difficult to do. Yeah. But if you get people that don't want to um, help the horse, whether that being the owner, you know, there's only so much you can do. I can't force them to, to give the horse away. So wow. it's it's difficult. Right. But um, yeah, so going back to the adoption side of things, we've had um, about 15 horses adopted out. Oh my gosh. Some that live out in San wow. Felipe. Um, some that live down in La Michigan. Um, we've had a few horses go to um, go to California. Um, one just went up there about two weeks ago. Some good friends of mine have known forever. They're in the Fallbrook area. Um, it is expensive, so we do get a lot of people that you know they love what we do. They follow maybe a particular horse that's been rescued. Their heart goes out to them, and they say, "Hey, you know, we really want to adopt the horse." There's a process. They have to have um, blood work done. They have to be in quarantine anywhere from three to five days. Mm -hmm. So the whole process of taking the horse and going stateside is about 1500 U.S. dollars. Um, so if that's something that someone's yeah. really interested in and they're just head over hoofs for one of the horses, head over hoofs. go for it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's our uh, new friend that has jumped on the table? Coda, Coda got bored and left. But no, because Coda underneath. I think he might be. Uh, but who, who's this uh, young lady? This sweet girl is Sparkles. This is the mother that was rescued two weeks ago with her five babies. Mm. And she's put on probably eight pounds since she's been here with us. But she lost a pound of ticks when she first got here. Her ears oh my were gosh. riddled. Yeah. Oh, my she gosh. Look, she looks so much better already. Yeah. So all the puppies we see running around... Yep, this is mama. mama. This is and mama. She's been rescued, right? Or uh, the mama is has found yeah, a home. She's been spoken for. One of the ladies that helped in her rescue um, had lost one of her dogs, and so she just fell in love with her the few hours she had her. So she says, "I'm taking her as soon as those puppies are done <laughs> nursing." Oh so. And I wow. think often, correct me if I'm wrong, but often the adoptions with like the smaller animals, with the puppies and cats, will happen oh. when people come and they visit for a trail ride or they're just in town visiting and they mm -hmm. fall in love mm -hmm. and then they end up with a puppy or a kitten. Well, I think that's a great selling point because it's like you, you know, it's like a couple stop shop, you know, you can come <laughs> ride. Yeah. Ride a horse, go leave with a pup. We'll feed you even. Yes. We'll give you a margarita if you adopt a dog. <laughs> Adriana pulled me aside, you know, an hour ago and she goes, we are taking one of those puppies. So I go, I go, those puppies are like weeks old. They need to like grow we'll, up. Well, you can, you know, we'll come back. yeah, we'll put a ribbon on yeah, it for you. Just let we'll, us know which one. We'll the, uh, yeah. the horseback riding, our, my youngest or our youngest Kennedy, she loves to horseback ride. She loves horses. Um, how, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you to 
schedule a, a horse riding session? Well, one of the wonderful things about having Megan involved in the rescue is I am horrible when it comes to social media, emails, or even checking my phone. So Megan's been helping book the rides, which is great. Um, so you can get a hold of us either on our website, prettyhorses.org. You can find us on TripAdvisor, um, email, or Facebook is huge down here. Uh, mm -hmm. That took a little while to get used to. I'm like, uh, email me. They're like, I'll Facebook message you. Okay. No. Um, so our Facebook page is Pretty Horses Rescue. Um, we get a lot of inquiries that way. Uh, our email address is prettyhorsesrides at gmail. Um, and then we also have an online form on our website. So um, it's a big fundraising avenue for us. So I, then I assume that if you want to come and ride the horses, how does it, how much does it cost? Is it, you know, tell us a little bit about that. So um, going back to kind of the beginning of the rescue, um, I had rescued Mrs. Bones and her son Rocket. And then about a year later, I brought my horse from Texas down. Uh, he was up in Orange County, so I brought him down to Mexico. So I had three horses. All right, it's not so bad. Hmm. And then I rescued another and then another. And I was working. At this point, I had moved down full time, and I was working in San Diego. And I was like, this is getting super expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so some of my neighbors uh, were having some friends visit. And they're like, hey, Crystal, can we pay you to take us out for a ride? And I said, yeah, you don't have to pay me. Don't worry about it. And they said, no. We want to support what you're doing because I would bring my horses into the little neighborhood that I lived in and, you know, and the little gated community and wash them and take them to the beach and then take them <laughs> back to the ranch. And so everybody knew the horses I had rescued and kind of what I had been doing. And they said, we love what, we do, what you do. We know that you still work full time. We know that all of this money is going right back into feeding these horses. It's very expensive. Mm -hmm. And we, we, that's what we want to do. And I said, okay, great. And then we were talking, you know, and took these great people out. And they're like, you need to do this. Because yeah, the ranch course. that I was at was just spectacular. You have ocean views. You're not riding on the beach when you ride with us. Mm. Beautiful ocean views. It's just a whole different experience. You come up here, you get to feed the pigs. You get to see the birds. You get to see puppies a lot of times. Just whatever it is. It's just so much more than just riding. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know, this, that, and the other. So then it just kind of started like a domino effect, you know, and they started yes. telling everybody and they would call me, hey, can you take us out? We'll make a donation to what you do. And I was like, OK, so now that the horses can kind of maintain, you know, their own care, food, you know, the horses need their shoes done every eight weeks. They need deworming. They need their vaccines. They need their teeth done, all this kind of stuff. It all adds up. And so I started doing that little by little. And not every horse that we rescue will be able to participate in the trail riding. Some of right. the horses are older. We have one horse that's 36 years old. Wow. <laughs> I was close. I said 30. I tried. Wow. I, I, I do what I can. So it just kind of depends on what kind of trauma they've been exposed to, where they at, or where they're at emotionally, physically. Um, but we, we give them time to heal, and then we restart or retrain them. Um, so going back to the rides, we offer anything from lessons to our most common is our hour ride down the canyon. It's really beautiful. Uh, we start you off in the round pen. So we teach you how to use your brakes, where your gas pedal is, how to control the horse. Yes. Um, we'll tell you a little bit about the horses. We know, I know all the horses personally, um, kind of their tendencies, all that kind of stuff. So I want to set you up like you're riding your own horse on your own ranch. I want you to have that kind of experience. I don't want you to be terrified. I don't, you know, we usually don't do any running because, you know, 
that's just usually how people end up bouncing right off the horses. <laughs> um, and then for the flip side of it, if people know how to ride and they prove to me they can get on the horse on the right side and they actually know what stirrups are and reins are and all that fun stuff, we can tear out up in the hills and we can go for a nice three-hour ride and do some galloping and things mm. like that too. So when people book rides with us, we try to, you know make it like kind of geared towards them so it's not just like a set this is what we do get on your horses all yeah. right let's go all right that's it it's over uh we also offer an overnight ride which is wow. one of my What's favorites yeah. yeah so there's a hacienda del capriccio that's about a 45 minute drive past our ranch way um, up a dirt road in the mountains yeah mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful it's like it's got um nine rooms it's amazing yeah and there's outdoor kitchen and so we ride in, it's about a two and a half, three hour ride. We drop down into this beautiful valley and there's like three big old ranches down there. And we do dinner there, everyone just hangs out. There's no cell service. So don't think you're gonna show up and do any business or work. That <laughs> sounds Instagram amazing. Live it sounds, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I know, like, like we oh, had wow. today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the place is beautiful and we'll do a big dinner, um, just again, kind of catering to your group. Uh, in the morning, we'll do big breakfast, then we hop back on the horses and we ride back. So it's that's one of my favorite rides to do. It's really, really neat. But all of the rides are, are a ton of fun. My So then I guess, it, it's it a donation-based? I mean, is there like a minimum? How, how, how does that? So for the one-hour yeah. rides, it's 45 per person. Great. And then we also offer um, kind of like a wine and cheese snack or yes. if you want like a full-blown dinner we'll do a steak dinner with a bonfire wow. Texas steak dinner nice <laughs> uh biscuit bark sorry texas to biscuit, biscuit bark. texas toast <laughs> yeah um so lots of different varieties if people don't want margarita or don't want wine they can do margaritas that kind of thing and so and it's all different skill levels as as you mentioned mm -hmm. um so you could have a five-year-old out here that you just put them with an appropriate appropriate horse right yeah and so you know i've had the youngest i've had ride is two and the oldest <laughs> wow. 90 so nice. yeah and we will put a helmet on them and they can pony behind so her ranch handy vaughn who's the the cowboy of the ranch he'll um have a little rope with a little child right behind him it's right. cute listening to you try to talk cowboy oh. I, I do what i can <laughs> <clears throat> horses it's um, like me trying to talk like facebook instagram I, <laughs> i'm there, learning slowly but surely there's a beautiful horsey over here a beautiful white horse with freckled face it, it, She's gorgeous, and uh, she just had a little baby, what, five days ago? Yeah, that's Adelida. So my husband, uh, we met down here, and he started kind of volunteering here at the ranch. He had injured his arm at work, so he had like six months off, and we had kind of met each other a few times down surfing, um, and I just kind of thought he was like a surfer guy, and I was like, I was like, hey, what's up? And he talked a lot, but I said... <laughs> So he's like, hey, I got some time off. Uh, do you need any help at the ranch? I was like, free labor? Yeah, come on up. So he started coming up, and I think the second time he showed up, he had, like, boots and Wranglers on, and I was like, would you go out and buy those to impress me, dude? Like, you know, so, like, it's really funny because we did just start off as friends. Well, come to find out, he had had horses when he was uh, in high school, and, or he had a horse, and uh, he did some bull riding. 
And so we kind of started dating or whatever. Is this a California cowboy? Yeah. California wow. California. That's a band name, too. We're on a roll, guys. <laughs> that is all uh, California so cowboys. I've, they do exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. It's, it's a rare breed. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got two brothers, two younger brothers, Durango and Brandon. And super, super close. So I'm like back in Texas and I'm like telling my brothers, I was like, yeah, I met this guy, you know, he's like, yeah, he's really cool. You know, like he, he freaking rode bulls, you know, and my brother just, he goes, that just means he's short. And I was like, oh, oh. all right, <laughs> this is going to be tough to sell this one on my brothers. And so they, they came out and they started hanging out and he went out to Texas and my brothers love him. And. So we got married here at the ranch, and we've been married for about uh, two and a half years. And so Aww. this is his baby. So when we started dating, I gifted him Adelida. And, and she was a baby. Mm -hmm. Right, she was a few months old, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was about three or four months old. Did I, you find her? I rescued her and her yeah. mom. They were headed to slaughter. Um, so mom's about four years old. Addie was about three months. And um, the guy came up to me and said, um, you know, he was just in a tough, tough place and he didn't want to, but you know, he had lost his job and this and that and the other. And mm -hmm. he said, I was literally on my way to take her. And somebody told me that there was a lady out here that sometimes will buy him. And he said, um, you know, the guy had tears in his eyes, you know, and it just broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And he says, she's a good horse, but I just can't afford to take care of her and my family's starving. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay. So I ended up buying the, the two for 400 US dollars and um, still stay in contact with the man and his daughter. At the time, his wife was pregnant. So his little girl still comes mm. out and gets to ride Luna, the mom. Wow. And they love seeing Addie. She's grown up so big and beautiful. And they haven't come out to see the little one. He's a week old. Um, Did you name the little one yet? Yeah, we uh, oh. actually... My husband named him Durango, Durango. which fits. This is her brother. That's <laughs> her brother's brother. name. Yeah. It's <laughs> an homage. Yeah. So um, with that being said, we do not breed our horses here, um, any of our rescues, but we had a oops. Yeah. I was going to say, I like the story. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell the story. This is He told us the story. So we have a good friend of ours who had a horse in Tijuana and where they, she was boarding him, uh, the facility closed down and she found out about us and would come out and volunteer. Um, and so she says, is there any way I can move my horse out to the ranch? I said, absolutely. So she brings Alfie out, he's a beautiful stallion. He's mm -hmm. a babe. Yeah. Yeah. Very handsome, very well mannered. He gets mm -hmm. to go out on trail rides with, with all of us and mm -hmm. stuff. So um, we wake up the next morning and Alfie is in Addie's stall and Addie's out of her stall running around the ranch and none of us could figure out what happened. So we're kind of doing some different stuff and you know sometimes if the stalls are dirty we'll put the horses in another stall to let them dry out. So I'm like, did you put Alfie in there? Did you? No, no. How did Addie get? <laughs> yeah. So oh I go to take the stallion out, put him back in his stall and I notice that he's got like a piece of fur missing on the top of his back and i'm like no way oh no. sure enough he had gotten underneath her stall somehow oh my and gotten in oh my gosh made a beautiful little baby and oh. she got out oh my god 
So my husband was just devastated. I kept teasing him. We're going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. He's like, no. He, yeah, he was saying that. Out. He was saying that I guess all the horses are, uh, they'll, they'll have the same cycle. Mm-hmm. And that all the horses were in heat. Mm-hmm. And, and then his baby was like, mine's not in heat. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, it was really cute seeing your husband. He went into the stall and he sat down next to that little baby and you could tell. Proud <laughs> papa. Oh, in yeah. love. Yeah. In love. Proud and what grandpa. was what was kind of cool grandpa. about Adriana and I, you know, talking to your husband as he's sitting in the stall next to this new little baby horse is Adelaida comes over just like a, a mama bear and just kind of hovers over her little baby. And, and you could tell Adelaida loves your husband, too. So it was just kind of a cool, cool thing to see. Yeah, they had um, Addie and Daniel have a very special relationship because he's been with her since she was a baby. Like, he'd go in there and she literally, like, lay down on his lap and just follow him everywhere. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really neat to see those two just develop their relationship. Well, um, go ahead. I just wanted to talk about our sponsors. Uh, that's a big yes. um, way that people can support the ranch, cool. and it's so beneficial for them as well. Yes, please tell us. Yeah, so kind of going back a little bit to like the adoption and and fundraising. So sometimes people go, oh well, you know, I thought I could just load the horse up in my car and drive it over the border. <laughs> but so if you you know that's not a possibility. What we offer is a sponsorship program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can pick a particular animal to sponsor. You could pick a dog, a pig, a macaw, a horse, a pony, whatever it is that you'd like. And you can make a monthly donation for their, their food and for their care. Um, and so like one of the um, sponsorships that we offer is with the horses is we offer an interactive sponsorship. And so um, you pay $200 a month. 100% of the proceeds go to taking care of the horses. So their food. Uh, shoeing, deworming, all of that fun stuff. And then you can come out and you can interact with the horse. So you can do training with the horse, depending on the age of the horse. Um, You can ride it, different things like that. Yesterday we had a clinic on how to start young horses. Mm. So some of the people that were at the clinic are sponsoring some of our young horses. We've got um, four babies right now that are under the age of three. Um, And so it's just a really fun way to kind of get involved with horses without owning a horse. Yeah. Um, And we could not run this rescue without our sponsors. Yeah, that has to be so important. I mean, just because of how many animals are on the rescue and how expensive it is just to feed just to feed them. Mm -hmm. And every day, the one on one attention that these animals get is amazing. Some of them are starting to look like their sponsors. Um, (laughs) It's really cool. So again, um, I think that if you are interested, uh, anybody that's listening, um, they can go to prehorsesrescue.org um, and learn more about uh, sponsorships, uh, uh, horse rides, uh, coming coming here. Um, and then obviously we have the event part of it, mm-hmm. right? Which is uh, Las Tejanas. LasTejanasEvents.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's know. For anybody that doesn't know what that means, it means two Texas, Texas, Texan, yeah. two Texas girls. Texas gals, that's right. The Texas gals, <laughs> which was, uh, that was the, the, the first thing that I saw when we, when we drove up. I, I saw the Texas flag and I said to Dominic, I'm like, there's some Texas in the house. <laughs> now go, go ahead and, and get, get your hat out. <laughs> Love it. Adriana felt comfortable right when she saw that that flag, and I felt comfortable when you guys handed me a Dos Equis. 
so that was great. That's a, that's beautiful a beautiful experience. Oh, y'all are too kind. But that's the that's the kind of hospitality we really want to mm-hmm. no, bring it. to people. No. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great experience for us. We've broke a record on this podcast. This is our longest podcast Woo-hoo! to date. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. So it's prettyhorsesrescue.org. You can also go to Instagram, Facebook, Pretty Horses Rescue. Las Tejanas um, is also on Instagram and Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So you can find them there. So oh, we encourage said, yes, you. Yes, sir. I'm from Texas. What is wrong with me? We really, really, really appreciate your time. Um, we will definitely be back. We'll be back with with, uh, with the our family, our, our friends. Friends, yeah. Um, but we do appreciate it. Well, Dame Cinco, high five. Time. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so guys. Much fun. Thank you. Bye bye. Voz de la guitarra mía Al despertar la mañana Quiere cantar su alegría A mi tierra